Having unpacked the criminal justice system in South Africa and its various aspects, one of the most intricate is that of the court procedure. Unpacking this with us is University of the Western Cape Faculty of Law Professor Jamil Majuzi. He explained that Criminal Law Amendment Act instituted minimal sentencing in the country. In South African law, there is a close relationship between the sentence that a court is permitted to impose on a person and the crime that that person has committed. So the more serious the crime, the more serious or the heavier the sentence. For example, when the death penalty was abolished in 1995, the government came up with a law, it's called the Criminal Law Amendment Act, and it provides for minimum sentences for persons who have committed serious offenses such as murder, rape, and corruption. In case of uh, these offenses, the court's sentencing powers are in a way limited. So a court is required to impose, for example, a life sentence in cases of murder or rape, which are committed in specific circumstances, unless they are substantial and compelling circumstances. The more serious the offense, the heavier the sentence that a court is going to impose on the person who has been convicted of that offense. Professor says that several aspects influence the duration of the sentence. One of the factors a court will consider is the seriousness of the offence. And uh, another factor that the court will consider is the personal circumstances of the accused. So if the accused or the offender is a young person, courts tend to impose uh, lenient sentences. If the accused is uh, a first offender, then a court will explore the possibility of imposing a lenient sentence. And also if uh, the, the accused or the offender is a primary caregiver of younger children, and the court thinks that by imposing a custodial sentence on this person, the children will not uh, have a person to take care of them, then a court will impose a lenient sentence. And in this case, the court might decide to impose a non-custodial sentence. The extent of crime, its impact on the victim, as well as the public interest, also assist the court in deciding the best level of punishment. Another factor that the court will consider, of course, is what was the impact of the crime on the victim. And in this case, there are circumstances in which a victim can address court or can inform a prosecutor to address court on how he or she was affected by the crime. And the, the final factor that a court will consider in deciding which sentence to impose on a person is the interest of society. Because one of the objectives of a punishment is to protect society from an individual. So the interest of society will also be considered. The professor highlighted numerous objectives that the court seeks to achieve through sentencing, including rehabilitation and deterring would-be criminals. There are a couple of objectives, but the most important ones are rehabilitation. So a court would like a person to be rehabilitated by uh, this uh, punishment, or by this sentence it has imposed. Another objective is the deterrence. So a court would like this person and uh, other members of the society to be deterred from committing offences. And another uh, objective is what they co we call a retribution. You are punished to learn a lesson that what you did is totally unacceptable. Once a criminal is convicted, his or her sentence can also be reduced. This, however, relies on several factors. They are basically three ways. The first one is, if you are convicted by a lower court, for example, a regional court, 
then you can appeal to the High Court and the High Court can reduce that sentence if it thinks that the, the regional court should have imposed a lesser sentence. And if you are not happy with the sentence imposed by the High Court, you can appeal to the Supreme Court of Appeal, which can also reduce the sentence. And if you are not happy with that, then there's a possibility in certain restricted circumstances of appealing to the Constitutional Court. But also there's a possibility that if the, the appellate court thinks that the sentence which was imposed on you was lenient, the sentence could also be increased. That's one of the ways in which your sentence can be reduced. Another way is uh, if the president commutes your sentence, the South African constitution provides for circumstances in which the president can commute a sentence or in which the president can pardon a person. But of course here, there's a, a process which has to be followed through the Department of Justice to have your sentence commuted or for you to be pardoned. The professor added that the sentence handed down in court does not equate to the number of years that the person will spend behind bars. It's also important to remember that if a person is sentenced to life in prison, it does not mean that that person is going to be in prison for the rest of his life. There is a law which determines what actually that sentence means in practice. For example, if a person is sentenced to life in prison, in the South African law, it means that he is going to be in prison for at least 25 years before he can be considered for parole. So there is a parole process in terms of which a person can be released before serving the whole duration of the sentence. So if a person is, for example, sentenced to 10 years in prison, it doesn't mean he's going to be in prison for 10 years. He's going to be in prison, for example, for five years, and then he's going to be released on parole. So he's going to spend the other half of the sentence in his community. But of course, he or she has to follow strict conditions from the Department of Correctional Services. And if he or she is unable to follow those conditions, then the parole is going to be revoked and that person is going to be returned to prison to serve his or her sentence. Professor Majuzi noted that medical parole also comes with its own procedures. Sometimes a person is imprisoned or is incarcerated and they fall sick and they are about to die. In this case, there is a process which can be followed for this person to be released so that he can die while at home. But of course, the, this process is quite uh, strict because you don't want a situation where a person is released for the purpose of dying at home and then this person ends up committing further offenses. So it's a very rigorous process that is followed to make sure that those who are released on medical parole are actually deserving to be placed on medical parole. For VOC News, I'm Toira Sali.